Welcome to the Telford Minster podcast. Thank you for joining us and listening along. Our vision is to make Jesus known in Telford, and we hope that your attention is grabbed by Jesus today and what he is doing in your life. Our theme for Christmas this year is good news and great joy for all people. We hope you enjoy journeying with us through this. For more information about Christmas at Telford Minster, head to telfordminster.org.uk forward slash Christmas. Enjoy the podcast. from Luke 2 verses 8 to 14. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those whom his favour rests. Um. Keep your Bibles open, if you will, at uh, Luke chapter 2, because we're going to be referring to it quite a bit uh, as we look at joy coming for all people. I uh, absolutely love Christmas. Uh, I know there are some of us who can't stand Christmas. Anyone that's like the ultimate Scrooge? There's always one. Yeah, yeah. It It is another day. Uh, the first Christmas has already come. Uh, anyone absolutely love Christmas with every fibre of their being? There are more people who love Christmas than loathe it, which is great. Uh, Christmas is amazing. I love it. Uh, mulled wine, love it to bits. Uh, all the carols that we sing, lights twinkling. Uh, Lawley looks a little bit like a runway for Heathrow. There are lights everywhere. Um, I wonder what I wonder just what the wattage of Christmas lights there there really is across Telford. Uh, candles. Um, and of course we all for every millennial bring in a giant house plant into the middle of the the home, the Christmas tree. Um, forevermore it shall be called the giant house plant. Um, it's an excuse to eat chocolate every day. Anyone got a chocolatey advent calendar? Yes, well done. It's not just for kids. Uh, eat chocolate every day. Uh, the opportunity to bring hope to some people as they engage with a Christmas story. Uh, over the last two weeks and over this week, uh, we would have seen 17 primary schools uh, across uh, Telford, as Telford Minster, bringing them a sense of hope for the future and a hope of what Jesus brings and a relationship. And I love Christmas because so many people are open to finding out about Jesus. So many. I was on a train this week down into London uh, to meet up with some friends. Sat on a train with uh, five ladies. They were out to go and see Pretty Woman at the theatre. I have no idea what that is. I just nodded and went, okay. Um, and so they were going, oh, what, is, what does this new coronavirus variant mean for Christmas? And I went, well, there's still hope, isn't there? And they went, what do you mean? And I said, well, I'm a vicar. And they went... 
oh, oh, you're one of those. You could see some of them were like, do we get up now and leg her out of the carriage? But by then the train was moving and they had set seats, so they weren't going to escape. So they had me for uh, an hour and a half from Northampton all the way into Euston. Um, and they went from, uh, oh, you know, really? Is the Christmas story, is, is it all what it is about? Is this Christmas story really something to believe? And I went, yes. You know, there's evidence of God appearing and coming and being born in human flesh, living a life and dying for us. What's there not to believe in? And we kind of moved over an hour and a half's journey from Northampton to London, from a place of them kind of going, oh, well, we're not really sure about this, to them deciding to go on an Alpha course, and for some of them going, actually, yes, and I've seen God working like this in my life, and I've seen healing of a friend, and I've seen all of these things happen. Is that really God? And I'm like, yes! So there are, people are open and of course, people are feeling all Christmassy. Anyone got the Christmassy feeling yet? Yes, about five of us. I've started to get the Christmassy feeling. The lights are up in the tree. We've got carols playing constantly in our house. If I sing, oh, one more time, Lord have mercy. But do people really feel joy? When we're around the town centre, when we're around where we live, can we actually see the joy in people? Because I think people aren't experiencing joy like maybe we in this room experience joy. During the worship, I have the most amazing privilege of sitting near the front. And I turn round and I can see all of you guys engaging with the King of Kings in worship. And I'm like, that's joy right there. But most of the people uh, around us are probably feeling uh, a bit of fear. A bit of fear. They are, are hearing the news feeds coming through about a new COVID variant and are going, what do we do now? They are feeling fear because they're going, how do I pay for Christmas? My kids are wanting this and that and that. How do I pay for that? Some are going... Um, are feeling anxious. Maybe it's because they've got to spend time with some family. I was going to say a mother-in-law joke, but I won't. Or maybe just surrounded by people. You know, for some people across Lawley, they are going to be getting the, the uh, flyer through their front door and going, do I really come to this? There are going to be other people there. I'm scared. I'm anxious. Some are, are, um, are worried about whether people will like them. They're uncertain. What does the next year hold for me and for my family? But that's what people are feeling. But what about joy? Joy isn't just something that is surface deep. Joy is something that's deep down in the very core of our, our being. It's not something that can be manufactured by ourselves. You can't sit there and strain and go, pop, I feel joyful. It's something that's seated deep down within us. It's not happiness. You know, our culture surrounding us are, are predisposed and going, I must feel happy at all, in all circumstances. Joy is not happiness. 
But yet our world is trying to get happiness in bucket loads. The dictionary definition of joy is from the old French word of joy, meaning pleasure or delight, or, or the Latin gaudia, bliss, inward gladness. Joy can't be contained, but explodes in rejoicing. It's what happens with the angels. They just can't contain themselves when the good news of great joy comes to the shepherds. They explode in rejoicing. There is so much joy to be found. It's not happiness. It's not surface deep. It's the deep joy that God brings. And just like in that first Easter time in Luke 1, in first century Israel, joy would have not been expected to be found with shepherds. Not with these bunch of people who are unclean and dirty and smelly. They were social outcasts and pariahs. They were wanderers walking around um, aimlessly looking after these slightly bedraggled sheep, not like these nice fluffy woolly ones that we have in the UK. These would have looked like, oh, something that you wouldn't really want to eat. Not particularly intelligent, some of them. Poor, neglected, seen by the middle classes as less than human. Less than human. In the UK, uh, the equivalent might be those who are facing homelessness or addiction, the, the traveller or the Romani community, seen as social outcasts, pariahs, different from everyone else. If God was going to show himself to the people of our culture, he might go to them first. He's not going to come to us first, guys. Because it's good news of great joy for all people. Not just the middle classes. Not just the ones that are well off. Not the ones that live in a three-bedroom home that's well heated. To them. To these shepherds. Out in the field washing their socks by night. But would we expect it to be us? I think in our minds and in our hopes and in our dreams, we would expect the Christ child to be given to us. But it, were, it was these shepherds who were terrified, absolutely breaking it. They didn't expect the Messiah to be announced to them because they were the least and the last and the lost. But don't be terrified, the angel said to them. Don't be terrified. Because uh, the Christ child is going to be born in Bethlehem. They were just minding their own business, watching out for their sheep. And all of a sudden, an angel appears to them. What would happen? I think for us, we would absolutely freak out. It's dark. It's scary. And all of a sudden, someone comes and says, don't be afraid. 
that's when you go freak out. Um, we've got a little black spaniel called Zach. And um, where we used to live, there was a lovely park and we used to walk him. And for one day, his little flashy collar was broken. And now Zach is jet black. Um, if you were walking next to him in the park, you wouldn't see him because he's that dark. Uh, and on a night like this, you can't see him. And there was this lady walking down through the park, and our dog decided to be friendly and went up and licked her fingers. She absolutely freaked out. I've never heard a blood-curdling scream like it. Ah! She thought she was going to die. And when I read this, that's what I think is going to happen. You know, these shepherds are out in a field, and all of a sudden an angel appears to them and freak out. We did go over to the lady and check that she was okay and tell her that it was only the dog. And she was like, I didn't know what was going on. I felt this thing in my hand and I... Ah. Don't be scared because I've got great or good news which will cause great joy. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. That joy... That joy that comes with knowing the good news of Jesus. That is so radically inclusive that it happens on the same night of his birth. So radically inclusive that, that God includes the shepherds, the least and the last and the lost, first. Are we as the church, as God's people, are we the radically inclusive people that would include the least and the last and the lost? My hope and desire is that we would. It means our mission needs to include everyone as you do it for the least of these. See, because when good news comes, it's for all people, not just the posh, not just the upper class, not just the middle class, but for all people. And that's the joy in inclusion. Well, what is, what is the joy in the inclusion? Well, it is that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, born into humanity. He knows you, and he knows me, and he knows us. The good news is that he's human. The God squeezed into a woman's womb and on Christmas, pushed out into new birth. There we go. So he was born in human likeness. The good news that brings great joy is it's not what we have done. We can't do anything to receive it other than turn to him. He's done it all for us. It's not where how you it's not how you get here but it's how you go from here. See, joy comes when we know that we're forgiven and included in Christ. Where nothing whatsoever can take us away from him. Nor height, nor depth, nor anything else, nor angel, nor ruler, nor power, nor authority, nor prison, nor freedom, nothing in all of creation can separate us from his love. When you're in, you are in. And that brings great joy. And finally, that news that brought you great joy is super attractive. 
when you're there and you are full of joy, even when you're facing the worst circumstances you can possibly imagine, people go, why? People go, why? Why are you so joyful when you're facing cancer treatment or, or when you can't uh, put food on the table for your family? Or when you've got uncertainty that's facing you with your career? Joy is attractive. People want to know why. People want to go, I want some of that. Radical inclusion brings joy. The joy that we know Christ. The joy that it's not what we do. And it's a joy that includes people when they see it in us. And then what happens in this story? You will find him. Not in a royal court, not in a palace, not surrounded by worshippers and adoring people, all singing Gloria, but in a manger. In a manger, in a little stable on the side of a building where the animals live, wrapped up in cloth. And you could imagine what the, the shepherds must have been thinking. Hang on, you've just said that God is going to be born and he's going to be in a manger. Surely, angel, you kind of got the coordinates wrong here. Surely the, the king who's going to be king of the Jews would be in Herod's palace, surrounded by those who are worshipping constantly next door to the temple of Solomon. But no, in a manger in Bethlehem, wrapped in cloth. See, Jesus doesn't come for the elite, the royal palace, the place of worship where lots of people are going to be adoring, but he comes to the least and the last and the lost. And these guys are then brave. I give it to them. They go... All right, then, let's go and find him. They probably didn't do it in that accent, just putting it out there. But they went, and they found him just as the angels announced. Verse 16 of, of Luke 2, it says, So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. Surely that's where you freak out even more if you're the shepherd. This isn't just some sort of uh, amazing high that we got out on a hillside near Jerusalem. This has actually happened as the angel said, the baby born in a manger in Bethlehem wrapped in cloth. See, when we look and we discover Christ, we see it exactly as it is. That he is the king. That he was born. A God human. Born to a virgin. And lived a life amongst us. How radically inclusive. That God just isn't there in a distant pointing a finger but born as a human being. And it leads us to worship. 
See, these shepherds uh, worship. The shepherds return in verse 20, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus. And the name of the angel had given him before he was conceived. Pretty sure that Jesus probably wasn't rejoicing on the eighth day, but we won't go there. But the shepherds were rejoicing because it was exactly how God had told them. The angels were rejoicing on the hillside when they met the shepherds because the whole of heaven couldn't contain it any longer. And rejoicing exploded out of them. See, when we experience the joy of the good news of Jesus, that we are radically included, it leads us to worship too. Are we joyful? Or have we got that deep-seated joy within us? Are we so radically included that we can't help but be joyful? Do we, so, do we show the joy that God has given us as we've received the gospel? Do the people in our families and our friends and our churches know it? See, because when I go around and visit different churches... They are not the joyful places. When we turn around and we look, why are our churches empty? No wonder. Because we're miserable. There's no Gloria going on. There we go. Even Siri's joyful. See... Is there the joy that the gospel brings in our churches? You know, there will be Christmas services going on almost in every single church around the nation. And we'll be telling the story, but are our people joyful? Good news of great joy for all people. Yet Christians are some of the most miserable people I think I've ever met. Have we got that joy in us? So why don't we rediscover the joy? Rediscover Jesus born into the manger. Rediscover the radical inclusion that he brings you and brings me. Because guess what, guys? We were far off too. I don't think any of us are Jewish. No, I don't think so. But we weren't included in the original plan. The good news has come. We're included. We are like this. We are friends with God. We will do even greater things than Jesus, Acts tells us. We are radically included. So do we know him? Do we know the good news of Jesus, that he's come to die for us, so that we don't have to be distant from him but close? You know, if you don't know him yet, in a minute, you know, we'd love to pray for you and introduce him to you to him. He already knows you. So an invitation to come to know him. And secondly, an invitation for us who have known him for a while, but have lost the joy to experience some joy again. And thirdly, for that joy to be even more catchy than COVID. 
could we have an Omicron version of joy at Telford Minster that infects the whole of Telford? Great, I'm loving this. Can I hold you to it? See, because it's that joy that is going to change Telford. The joy of the good news of radical inclusion. Shall we stand? And so, why don't we start just straight off the bat of saying, if you don't know Jesus and want to, without looking around, without being self-conscious about your mates around you, do you want to just stick a hand in the air? If you want to know Jesus, stick your hand in the air, because it's going to bring you great great joys, so much joy. doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but it does mean you're going to be filled with joy. That's all right. If not, grab me later. For some of us, we've lost the joy. The joy that that Jesus had before him as he went to the cross. For the joy set before Christ, he endured the cross. Oh, we have we got so much joy within us that we'd be willing to die for people? Because that's the joy he brings. Have we got the joy, 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 joy deep down in our hearts? Why don't you just maybe just put your hands out um, just as a sign of receiving? Lord, would you just pour your joy out in us? More and more and more and more. Yes, Lord, for us as individuals, for us as a church corporate, pour your joy out in us, Lord. Where we're desperate for you to break into our lives, Lord, bring your joy. Not for our sake, but for the sake of the world out there who's desperate for joy too. So why don't you just begin to ask him to come? Ask him to come and fill your life with joy. There might be laughing, there might be tears, there might be uh, all sorts of things going on. That's all right. It's also very cold. It's the joy that brings warmth into those situations. But Lord, come and pour your joy out upon us. joining us we hope that it blessed you for more episodes and teachings you can subscribe to the podcast leave a review even share it on your socials and tag us at telfordminster for this and more head to telfordminster.org.uk